Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. There is something about worshiping out in creation. I love it. It's amazing because you almost get a feel of like who we're worshiping. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all his things. It's all the things he created. I want to talk to you today about our new season we're about to walk into. And uh, a lot of you know that this second season that we've been in has been the season of increase. It's been a season of increasing our team, increasing us as our, in our walks with God and the way that we handle our lives, our families, our callings that God has called us to. And we're coming out of this season. And what a season we've been in, you guys. I mean, how incredible has it been you know, to go to these different places. But I want to talk to you today about our, our new season we're heading into. And it comes from Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. And it's the problem. It says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. Now, if you know anything, Israelites were like God's chosen people. They were the ones called. They were the ones chosen. They were the ones that God had his hand upon. Um, and they were in this wandering in the wilderness. Now, God had chosen them for the promised land, and he had given this promise to Moses when he led them out of slavery. And so when they first checked out the promised land, they came, the spies came back. There was 12 of them. Two of them said, eh, we got it. The 10 of them said, absolutely not. There's giants. It's scary. There's no way we're ever going to be able to do this thing. So because of their lack of faith in that moment, they wandered the wilderness for 40 years. Moses dies. A lot of the generation that didn't believe dies. Now you have Joshua, the new leader. And now he's walking with the Israelites through the wilderness, bringing them into the new season they're about to walk into. So they're coming out of this season of literally just going around the wilderness, seeing God's hand move, but still a frustrating kind of uh, wandering season. And so they come up to where they're close to the promised land. They're coming to the end of their journey. And this is where we find it in Joshua 6 says, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. And then we have this moment where God talks to Joshua. Now Joshua is the leader, so he's, he's leading the people. And God says to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. Now from the outside looking in, God did not deliver Jericho into Joshua's hands because it was securely barred because of them. And it was a fortress that had never been defeated. Jericho was one of those strong standing cities that you didn't come up against. They were, they were the man on campus, right? They were the, the city that everybody knew. And God said, see, I have shown you that I have already given Jericho into your hands. I love when God shows us what heaven's reality is so that we can make it earth's reality see right now you might look at a lot of things in your life you might look at a lot of things in this city you might think a lot of things because of what you see here on earth but i truly believe god wants to show us a reality that's not here yet he wants to show us a reality that's in heaven it's already going on up there he just wants us to bring it down to earth so he was trying to get joshua to see hey listen i know you see the barred city and i know you see the undefeated city but I want you to see what I see. And what I see is I've already delivered 
that into your hands. It's not what we see physically, but what we know is real, right? It's not what we see outside. We might see one thing in this city, but we know God called us to this city. We know this city is going to be one of the greatest cities in America, setting the standard for the world. That's what we know. That's what God spoke. And so we're going to go after that and do exactly that. So God's plan, here's God's plan. He downloads to Joshua. He's like, here's what you're going to do. So march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets and ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, they're doing their little rock concert. Have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. And I wonder, here's what I thought with that. I wonder how many of us have walls that we're walking around and we're wondering when they're going to fall. I don't know if you have that in your family, where you might have situations, you might have things going on in your relationships, you might have things going on in your finances, you might have things going on just in a family uh, culture. So you're like, when is this wall going to fall? And God's telling you, walk around the wall because I got it. It's delivered. It's already yours. And a lot of times we can look at the purpose that God had us, has us here for, but we see the present. And the present doesn't match the purpose. I don't know if any of you are ever frustrated with that. You know God called you to something, but you're looking at the wall. And you're walking around the wall. And you're thinking to yourself, God, I know you called me for better things than this, but I'm walking around a wall. The thing that's holding me back from my promised land. And that's where they are. Six times around. Every day. For six days. Walking around. Walking around. Don't say a thing. You guys just walk. And that's what we've been doing. We've been walking. Been meeting here. Been getting ourselves ready. Because we know what's coming. We know what God spoke. We know the purpose he has us here for. We know the plan that's coming. We know what heaven's reality is. And so we walk and we listen and we'll train, we're tuning our ears into heaven. We're tuning our ears into what God has called us to do. But it's frustrating. Let's be real. It's frustrating when you don't see the hand of God work in your timing. I don't know about you, but that, that ticks me off sometimes. I'm like, really? Could we just get it done now? But when you start to tune in to God, you understand his plans are so much better than yours. And actually his timing is more perfect than yours. And the things that you thought were so perfectly aligned in your schedule and your calendar didn't work out to your calendar. But God had a plan that was far beyond even what you could understand. And now you see it. And so we find them walking around this wall. God's plan didn't make sense in human thinking process. But it goes and it takes us into the supernatural intervention to make it a reality. You know, uh, Ane, if you know my daughter, she's about two feet tall and her hair is three feet tall. So like she's super petite, super, super cutie patootie, but she cannot reach anything on the, on the counter. She can't reach. I mean, she's tippy toes to even touch the counter. I mean, she's just, she's a tiny little girl. And to get anything on the counter is impossible in her, in her little world. But if she gets someone involved that can get up there, all of a sudden, what's impossible for her becomes possible. And Zion, he's a little taller. Actually, he's a lot taller because he's, he's my boy. But he has learned how to climb on top of the counters and get anything he wants. 
So he started, actually started a business called Zion's Breakfast Bar. And in the morning, he gets breakfast for all of us. So he gets all the stools out, he climbs up, gets the cereal out, he gives us all breakfast and beds. It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. So we get dry cereal. Sometimes we'll get toppings on the cereal. He'll have graham crackers crushed up or marshmallows all <laughs> twinkled in there. Like it's, it's like, it's, not, it's amazing. It's so creative. But now Anne's boundaries are all of a sudden expanded. Now she can get whatever she needs if she gets Zion involved. So she'll have Zion get her a cup for a drink. She'll have Zion get her some food because this girl eats 24 seven. And we'll come down and we'll see all this food on the counter. We're like, what's going on? And Zion's like, well, Ane was hungry. Like, she needed food. But it's amazing what happens when we get God involved in our situations because what's impossible for us all of a sudden becomes possible. And everything that we're straining and doing everything in our human ability, and you see it so much in the world. You see everybody of influence trying to do all these things in their human ability. And a lot of times you come up to a wall because you can't do it. You can only do so much in your human ability. But when you get God involved, that's when the possibilities open up. And so we, we keep reading. This is the seventh day, okay? So they've been marching around six days, six times a day. They're marching around this, this wall. And can you imagine the naysayers that were talking to them while they're walking around their wall that's securely barred? Can you imagine what's being shouted over the wall? What you guys doing? You, you think you're really going to take us down? You getting your power walk on, you know? You're working your glutes and all that? Like, what you doing? Can you imagine the naysayers? They're like, keep trying. Go ahead, keep trying. Keep trying. I wonder how many naysayers have spoken into you and got you veered off a little bit. You think, well, maybe I can't. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe this isn't something that I'm designed for. Maybe it's too much for me. But then you see on the seventh day. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak. <laughs> they couldn't even wait. Daybreak, they're like, let's hit this. This is it. Marched around the city seven times in the same manner, around, uh, except on that day, they circled the city seven times instead of six. Can I tell you, it might take one more time around that wall. And you might give up just a little too quickly. But don't stop at six. Okay, it's going to take one more time around. So this time they did it seven times because that's what God told them to do. When the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now, my word in the city doesn't mean as much as Adam's word as a police officer. Okay, why? Because he's a police officer. He carries an authority with him that I don't carry. A lot of us couldn't go to somebody and say, excuse me, I'm going to need you to stop. I need to search your property, right? But Adam carries with him a badge and an authority. And I love it because Adam's authority doesn't come from him. It comes from a higher power, right? It comes from uh, the state putting their, their okay on him to say, he carries our authority, what he says goes. And a lot of us, we carry that same authority with God. When we walk in, we don't walk in our own authority because that would be silly for us to come in here and say, we're going to change this city because we're just so awesome. Look at us. Like, we're amazing. No, that's not what it is. And Joshua, the same thing. When they walked around that city and they said, we're going to shout for the victory, they weren't shouting because Israel was incredible and they were just going to take down the city by themselves. No, they knew there was a higher power that gave them authority to come and take the land, right? They were here to bring victory. And so uh, Joshua 6, chapter 20, or verse 20 says when the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, 
the wall collapsed, so everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. I love that scripture. I love it. But don't you know that before taking the city, you got to shout in faith? I don't know where you are right now in your life, you know, what's going on in you that there's some things that look a little bit out of your control, but God's calling you to shout in faith. Shout for the victory. Shout for the victory. I'm wondering what things in your kids do you need to start shouting for the victory? We're claiming some victories right now. We're claiming some victories in pregnancies. We're We're claiming it. We're claiming it because we understand that God has called us to this. He's called us to live this way. He's called us for a purpose. He's called us for this. And you need to start shouting some victories. Hey, there's some things you need to shout the victory into your finances, right? A lot of us, we, we are run by our finances. And this season we're about to walk into, we're going to start shouting for the victory and start giving generously, even though, right? Even though, because we're shouting, because God has already called us to be generous. God's already called us to be that. You're going to shout victories into your marriage. There's some things that are not right in your marriage right now. And you're going to start shouting that victory, shouting for the victory, saying, God, you have the victory in this. Not me. You do. Some of you need a new job promotion. You need, I mean, I'm telling you, whatever it is, you need to start shouting up them walls because God has given you the victory. And we're here today as change to shout for the victory, to shout for the victory. And not only to shout for the victory, but there's a second part to that promise is once we shout for the victory and God does his thing, then we go and we take the city. So you know what our new season is? It's a season where we've come from a season of wandering and we've come to the promised land and we see the promised land and there's these walls surrounding the promised land right now and we're up against this wall and God's calling us to shout for the victory and claim the promise. And that's what season we're going into. We're going to shout and we're going to claim. We're going to look at them walls and we're going to say, God, you have the victory. We're taking this city. And then we're going to, when the walls crumble and they come down, because they will. Hello. God called us to this. He's powerful. He's almighty. There's nothing like him. Once the walls come down, we're going to take this city. And we're not going to stop until we take everything out of the city. The Bible says that they went in and took everything. They took it all. They didn't leave anything unturned. And I wonder how many things have been left that you haven't grabbed up to and the promise of God in your life because you just stopped. You start to claim, you start claiming, you say, ah, this is enough. And God's saying, I, I told you, claim the whole thing. Get the whole thing. We're not, we're not settling for planting a good church. All right, hear me on that. We're not settling for planting a good church. We talked about it last week. We're planting an excellent church. We're not setting, we're not saying, okay, this is the bar that everybody has planted, so this is what we're hitting up against. No, no, no. We're saying we're blasting through that wall and we're we're planting the most excellent church that we can because that's what God called us to. It's nothing against anybody else, but we're called to the promised land. And we're gonna take that promised land because it's what God gave us. And so we're gonna shout and we're gonna claim. We're gonna shout for the victory and we're gonna claim this territory for Jesus Christ. And today, I love it because we're, we're going to hit the neighborhoods with some door hangers and we're going to do some posters. If you all want to join us, it's going to be amazing because we're going to shout and claim, right? Because God's already given us the, the territory. Now we've got to go in and we've got to claim it. Say, God, I take this, I take this ground, I take this ground, and I'm going to invite this person, I'm going to invite this person. Hey, I, I challenge a lot of our team to like make a list of people you're inviting and start praying over it. Start praying over those people that you're going to be uh, 
a lot of times we plant a seed in, in soil that's not cultivated with prayer. Have you ever tried to do that in the garden? It's terrible. The ground's hard. You're shoving that seed. You're like, this isn't going to work. But if you go out there with a till, right, and you make this, the soil nice and cultivated, then the seed can go in nice and easy. And a lot of times we think, oh, we'll just go and bite people and do whatever without that cultivation of prayer. Hey, man, make that list. Start praying over that list and cultivate the soil. Because what you're doing is you're getting it ready. God's going before you, and he's preparing the ground so that you can come in and claim it. You come and push the seed. Oh, yeah, that was easy. Yeah, because God's already been working. And a lot of things, it was funny because I was making my list, and I was thinking, oh, I'll probably have like 30 or 40. 93 people are on my list. Come on, somebody. 93 people are on my list to invite. That's insane. So I'm bringing 100. I don't know how many of you are bringing. But we're about to claim the, the land. We're about to launch well. We're about to launch well because we don't want to launch and be a church that is needy. We want to be a church that is bringing value. And so in that way, in that respect, we're preparing. We're getting ready. We're strengthening ourselves and we're gathering. Saying, all right, come on. Come and see the promised land with us. We're about to enjoy the most amazing culture you've ever experienced. We're about to enjoy the experience of God's presence. We're about to get his joy, his love, doing life together. That strength that is bonded between us as a team as we go into this. And man, I'm just so excited to shout and claim with you guys. Because I feel like this promised land is going to blow our minds. I feel like we don't even know what's coming. I mean, we kind of get a picture. But we don't really understand how good it's going to be with that milk and honey flowing. You know what I mean? And the big giant grapes that they, you know? Like this promised land was dope. It wasn't just like, oh, it's a cool little park with some grass. It was like the biggest grapes they've ever seen in their entire life. And they came, the spies actually came back and they were like, hey, it took two giants to carry a thing of grapes. Like, that's the kind of promised land we're going into, people. We're going into something we're going to be blown away and say, I've never even seen church happen like this. I've never even seen a city culture happen like this. I've never seen city transformation take place like this. That's what we're going to go experience. But right now, we're standing at the wall, and so I, I challenge us as a team. Let's start shouting and claiming. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us, and have an amazing week.